You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. If you take your Bibles, please, to Psalm 92. Uh, I will, at another time, I'll come back and I'll try to work our way, work, work the way through Psalm 92. Uh, but for tonight, I won't uh, get uh, too far. But I want to draw your attention to one verse and a verse that God has laid on my heart. I hope it will be a help and a blessing to you tonight. I do know that there's food waiting for us. And uh, I'm looking forward to some fellowship. I'm looking forward to some singing. And it would be a wonderful time together for our singspiration. Psalm 92 Uh, Verse number one, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. Uh, We'll talk about that in the uh, days to come, weeks to come. Uh, Verse eight, But thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. I'm glad he is uh, not just in a position of power and authority right now, but he will be forever and ever. He's the king of kings. And uh, last time I checked, Jesus is not on the ballot in November of 2022. He won't be on the ballot of 2024. And uh, I like what the, uh, the preacher says. Uh, he's not uh, up for election. Uh, you can't impeach him. And uh, you're not going to vote him out, right? He's the king of kings. And I'm glad for that. I'm very excited about uh, the passage in verses 12 through verse 14. I'm looking forward to talking about that, about being planted. The Bible says in verse 13, those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. We need some Christians that will flourish. I think we've got a lot of Christians that are are dying. They're dried up. They're withering away. But that's not the way God intended us to live. God intended for us to be growing, uh, to be flourishing, to be fruitful. We'll talk about that. But verse 10 is where I want to draw your attention to this evening. David says, But my horn... Shalt thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn? I shall be anointed with fresh oil. An interesting verse. And I believe the Lord has something for us tonight. So let's pray and ask God to bless uh, the preaching of his word. Lord, we do thank you for your goodness to us. I pray your blessing uh, upon our time together in these few moments. Speak to our hearts. Help us not to miss what you have for us. I thank you that your word is powerful. I thank you that your word uh, is alive. I thank you that your word uh, is able to penetrate the hardest heart. I thank you that your word can can break the heart and soften the heart and speak to the heart. And I pray that you would speak to us tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The horn is interesting. The horn in the Bible is a symbol of strength. David says, my horn, obviously, David didn't have a a horn growing out the top of his head like an animal does or like an animal would. But David is talking about his strength. He needed strength. Uh, You and I need strength. We need strength every day. Some of you say, I need strength right now. I'm about ready to pass out. I'm about ready to fall over, you know. It's been a long week. It's been a long day. Uh, It's been a long month, you know. We're four days into it and you're already waiting for the end. But the Bible says that David recognized that God would exalt his strength like the horn or like the strength of an unicorn. Now, I do want to clarify this statement. 
when the Bible talks about a unicorn, we're not talking about some magical, pretty, cute beast that's flying through the air with a princess riding on top. We're not talking about some, you know, uh, uh, a creature that you'd read about in the fairy tales. We're not talking about that kind of a creature. This word unicorn is translated as a, a wild ox. Bible scholars tell us that this is probably a creature that is extinct. This creature was known and uh, recognized by historians as a creature that had unconquerable power. So when David's talking about uh, uh, this beast, he's talking about a beast that has great power, so much power that no beast could withstand this creature. It's interesting, the Bible talks about wings as eagles and, and, and running and not being weary and walking and not fainting and talks about mounting up with wings as eagles. The Bible talks about being bold as a lion. But here, when it talks about strength, it talks about this unicorn. Don't picture the unicorn from the fairy tales and the unicorn from the cartoons, but I want you to picture the meanest, strongest, toughest bull you have ever seen at a rodeo. How many of you have ever been to a rodeo? All right, put your hands down. The rest of you, how many of you have ever watched a rodeo on television? All right, good, put your hands down. How many of you have ever ridden on a wild bull outside of Walmart when they used to have it where you put the corner? No, 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 that's, that's not the same. But imagine that kind of a beast. And David says that's the kind of power that God is able to give to us. Now, I'm thankful for that because I need some power. I need some strength. I need some ability. We talked about this morning uh, how that our God is a God of strength and He is a God of power and He will strengthen us for the work and He will strengthen us for the battle. David says, I have confidence that God will give me the strength that I need for the task at hand. And David had a great task. David had the task, he had the responsibility of leading the nation of Israel. This was during the time of the united kingdom of Israel. We're not talking about the divided kingdom after Solomon, but we're talking about God's people. We're talking about a great nation. We're talking about David, a man after God's own heart. And David said, I need some strength to lead these people. But then he says, I not only need strength, but he says, I need something else. In verse 10, David says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Now, oil in the Bible is a picture of the Holy Spirit of God. I think we know that. That's, that's not a, a secret. That's not something that's very hidden. It's actually very obvious throughout Scripture. But the anointing in the Bible was done on really three separate occasions. It's interesting that David was anointed three times. That's not always the way it worked with kings. Uh, David was anointed by Samuel in secret while Saul was still king. Remember that story. Then David was anointed by the men of Judah. And then the last anointing for David was uh, all the elders of Israel gathered to anoint David to be king over Israel. David reigned as king for 40 years and six months over God's chosen people. 
But it's interesting in the Bible, the anointing would take place really for three different groups of people. One, there were prophets that were anointed. Now, David was not a prophet, but prophets would be anointed. Then there were priests. Priests would be anointed. On our winning side broadcast this week, we were talking about uh, the, the oil that flowed down from the head of Aaron and flowed uh, down his beard and down to the edges of his garments. When Aaron was anointed to be priest, that oil was placed upon his head and it ran down his body. That was signifying uh, that he was able to fill the role as the priest for God's people with that anointing oil. By the way, to be a prophet, to be a preacher, you got to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. To be the priest in Bible days, to go before uh, the Holy of Holies or to, to intercede uh, for, for the people uh, and to intercede to God as they did in Old Testament times, you had to have a priest that needed the power of the Holy Spirit and the anointing. But then there was a third group, and that was the kings. The kings were anointed. David was anointed. Uh, Saul was anointed. The kings of Israel were anointed, and they needed that power in order uh, to fulfill the role that God had called them to do. It's interesting, in the Bible, you'll find some people that could fill two of those roles, two of those categories. I think about uh, Samuel. Uh, I think about uh, those that maybe could be a, a prophet and a priest. But nowhere in the Bible do you find a human being that could be all three. Prophet, priest, and king. But I want to tell you, there is one in the Bible who is all three. His name is Jesus. He's prophet, he's priest, and he is king. And this threefold anointing is, is uh, found here of David, not to fulfill all three positions, but to be the king. And God chose to have him anointed three times. But in this passage, David is not talking about being anointed by people, but he's talking about being anointed by God. Notice what he says in verse 9, For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. Verse 10, But my horn shalt thou, speaking of God, shalt thou exalt like the horn of an unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. It's interesting that David is talking about God anointing him with oil, which represents the power of the Holy Spirit of God. But then David says this, he says, I know that God will anoint me with fresh oil. Now that word fresh is such a powerful word, it's such a, a, an amazing word, because it means new. I'll, I'll explain, I'll explain uh, our thinking when it comes to things that are fresh. We like fresh fruit. We don't like fruit that's been sitting on the shelf for weeks. Uh, when it's been sitting, it is no longer fresh. It is rotten, right? We like fresh vegetables. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't ever see anyone going to the grocery store. Uh, well, I go to the grocery store a lot, but I never, when I do, I don't see someone saying, you know, that, 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 uh, that tomato, that looks a little too good. I think I want something that's kind of bruised. I want something that's, you know, about ready to fall apart. I, I'd rather have something that's, you know, kind of rotten and spoiled. We don't want things that are old. We want things that are new. How about this? When you go to a restaurant and they bring you 
some bread. Isn't it amazing how good that bread always tastes before the meal? You know why? Because it's fresh and because you're hungry, right? We don't, we don't say, uh, excuse me, uh, sir, do you have any stale bread in the back? I'd like to get some of that stale bread. Do you have any bread that's been sitting somewhere for about three weeks? You know, the stuff that's real hard, rock solid that we could throw at one another. We'd like to eat some of that. We like things that are fresh. When you go to Krispy Kreme Donut, you know what you like about those donuts? They're fresh. They're hot. They have just been made. Uh, I, I've never seen anyone go into Krispy Kreme and say, do you have any donuts that are not fresh? We actually like the stale ones. We actually like the ones that are hard. We like the ones that have been sitting for a long while. No, no, nobody wants that. We don't like things that are stale. We like things that are fresh. Now, tonight, I hope you don't mind, but we had some leftover pizza from the last four weeks at the school. And so for our pizza fellowship tonight, we're just going to stick it in the microwave, and I hope you don't mind. It's pretty tough, um, but, uh, you know, it's good for your teeth, you know, good to strengthen your teeth. Can I tell you, I don't think you'd be staying for that. But you know what we're going to enjoy tonight? We're going to enjoy something that's fresh, something that's hot, something that is new. But here's the question. How can we keep our Christian life fresh? How can we keep the Christian life from becoming stale? Many in this room have been saved for decades. Many in this room have been in church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and some more than 50 years. How do you keep coming back? Can I tell you, if this were, if this were uh, something that the world produced, a television show, it'd be long gone by now. You say, well, I like the reruns. Yeah, well, it took a while for the reruns to come back, you know. It took, a, it took a while for them to become classics for people to enjoy them again, but things phase in, phase out, things change, things get old, they have to be new. But how do we keep the Christian life from becoming stale? How do we keep it fresh? Number one, I'll say this, it's found in this passage, but we need every day, we need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. That's what David said. He said, I've got, I need the fresh oil. I need it to be new and fresh in my life. If not, we'll get discouraged. That's why some people, they don't stay uh, on, on the Christian walk. They don't stay on their journey for Christ. They don't stay uh, in the race that God has given them because things get old. And by the way, it will get old for you. And it will get old for me if we do not rely upon the power of the Holy Spirit every day. But the Holy Spirit can make it fresh. The Holy Spirit can make it new. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that we need. It's the filling of the Holy Spirit. You say, well, pastor, how do we get filled with the Spirit? Well, I'll tell you one way is we got to get empty of self. If I, if I go to my office and, and I don't have this now and I try not to leave it, but occasionally I'll leave a, a cup of coffee that's been sitting all day. And by the way, I don't like old coffee either. I like fresh coffee. Amen. But if I take that cup of coffee that's full and it's been sitting for a day, it's been sitting on my desk, and I take that coffee and I take it to the coffee maker and I don't pour out the old stuff, I leave the old stuff in and I try to pour the fresh stuff in, it's not going to work. 
I've got to empty the old and I've got to fill it with the new. In the Christian life, you've got to every day empty yourself of sin and empty yourself of the flesh. And every day you've got to be empty so that God can fill you with the fresh oil of the Holy Spirit of God. That's the power. You say, how do we get the Holy Spirit of God? I'll tell you one way. It's through prayer. When you pray and you ask for God to fill you, he will. I love this song. We don't sing it a lot in our hymn book. We probably should a, a little more often. But it's number 110 in the blue book. It says, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We need the power of the Holy Spirit every day. Number two, we need the Word of God every day. It's interesting in the book of Numbers, we see that when God describes the manna. He describes the taste of it as fresh oil. Now, you don't have to believe me on this, and you, this is not Bible doctrine, this is my opinion. But I think that manna, I think that manna was probably deep fried. <laughs> Brother Suttmeyer, you talked about Ralph's, you know, and those hush puppies. I don't know if you had any of those hush puppies. Let me tell you, now that's probably the closest thing we have to manna, you know, in my opinion, you know. But can I tell you, you say, well, how did they wander in the wilderness for 40 years eating hush puppies? Well, how did their shoes never get old and how did their clothes never wear out? It's a miracle, you know. They probably ate those hush puppies and they never even gained an ounce, you know, never gained weight. God just took care of that. He took the calories away. But here's what the Bible says about that manna. It was the taste of fresh oil. That word fresh not only means to be new, but it also has the idea of being sweet. It was sweet to the taste. Can I tell you this book right here? David said it's sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. You know, every time we open the Bible, isn't it amazing how it stays sweet, how it stays fresh? I love that chorus we sing, every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. Now, can I tell you, every day with your coworker, and I gotta be careful what I say because some of my coworkers are in here. <laughs> Notice I didn't say every day with your spouse. That would have been foolish to say. But every day with your coworker is not always sweeter. But every day with Jesus is sweeter. The song says, sweeter gets the journey every day. Can I tell you, when you get in the Word of God and the Word of God gets in you, your Christian life does not become stale. Your Christian life stays fresh. Your abilities will get stale. My abilities, my ideas, your understanding, my understanding, your experience, my experience, those things all get stale, but God's Word is always fresh. And isn't that amazing? That's the way the manna was supposed to be gathered every single day. Say, well, the Bible's not fresh to me. I would dare say that you probably haven't read it every day this week if it's not fresh. I would dare say you're still relying upon last month's supply or last year's supply when in reality we've got to get in the Bible every day. How do we keep from becoming stale in the Christian life? Number three, by being reminded of God's mercies. The Bible says in Lamentations chapter three, it is of the Lord's mercies that were not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new 
every morning, great is thy faithfulness. You know what's always fresh? The mercies of God. I'll tell you what's amazing, Brother Nathan, we're talking about it on the winning side this last week, is that the Bible says that the mercies of God endure forever. They last forever. That's a long time. But every day they're fresh. Every day they are new. Every day they are sweet. Just take some time and just think about God's mercy when he saved you. Think about God's mercy, the things he spared you from, the things he spared me from, the miracles he's done in our life. And it's not because of us. It's all because of his mercy that he saved us. And lastly, not only the Holy Spirit of God and the word of God in our lives and the mercies of God in our lives, but I think the Christian life stays fresh when you get a new song. The book of Psalms, it tells us, I think it's about eight times, it says that God gave David a new song. Psalm 40, verse number three, and he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that in heaven, guess what they're still singing? They're singing a new song. Now, this is me, and you may disagree with me. I'm not going to argue with you about it. This is how I feel. I feel like the songs that we sing, they're not inspired. I hope you understand that. This book is inspired. This book was given to us directly from God. It's the Word of God. The songs are not inspired. But I tell you, there's just something about singing these songs about Jesus. There's just something about singing these hymns. I, I've sung the hymns we sing. I've been singing them now for almost 40 years. And I'll tell you, they're still sweet. They're still fresh. And you say, why do you think so? Maybe it's because there are songs about the Lord. Maybe it's because there are songs that the Holy Spirit is pleased with. Maybe there are songs that are based on the Word of God. Maybe there are songs that talk about the mercy of God. I don't know all the reasons, but I know this. God gives us not an old song. God gives us a new song. God gives us a freshness in the Christian life. I don't know for you, I don't know what you're going through, but I know sometimes we go through spells, don't we? Where things get stale. We go through times maybe we're a ministry. We used to be excited about it and now we're not. School just started, right? Those first couple days, boy, it's exciting. Yeah, but after a couple weeks, uh-oh, brace yourself. Here we go again. That can happen in a home. That can happen in your work. That can happen in your daily walk with God. If you're not working at it, if I'm not working at it, it can become stale. You say, I thought you said the Bible's not stale. It's not. But sometimes our approach to the Bible is. You see, if the Bible has become stale, if your prayer life has become stale, it's not the Bible's fault. It's not God's fault. But it's our fault. Maybe it's because we have started going through the motions. Have you ever done that? Where you're doing it on the outside, but your heart's not in it. Maybe tonight we just need to get our heart back in it. But David said this, my horn, my strength, thou shalt exalt like the strength of a unicorn. The strongest beast at that time that we know of, and that historians tell us about, this wild ox with all that strength, David said, that's the kind of strength I need. He said this, God gives it to me by anointing me with fresh oil. 
the power of the Holy Spirit of God that we can have and we can experience every day. See, how can we experience it? Well, if you're saved, you got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So many times we take the Holy Spirit for granted. Let's this week, let's make it fresh. Let's make it real. Let's yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit and let's allow the Holy Spirit of God to empower us and keep the Christian life from becoming stale. And let's pray that God will help us keep it fresh. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.